Hello. Hi. Coming to you through the electrical impulses of the internet, it's F That Noise. Featuring Mike Burnett, Keith Reeve, Jamie Klein, Pete Melia, and Steve Taylor. It's episode 8 of F That Noise. I am Keith Grieve, driving this ship of fools, but I am joined by the illustrious Jamie Klein, Mike Burdick, Steve Taylor, Brian Taylor's naked right now, and Pete (laughs) Melia. Yeah, yeah. All right. (laughs) Thank you for that, Steve. Does your your brother listen? (laughs) No, and if so. he does, he probably he understands. He's he is knows. he in fact naked right now? <laughs> probably, probably. Okay. Oh, so what is that I like joke? That we're not even ten seconds in. We already got inside <laughs> jokes. <flying. laughs> yeah, right. I don't have the inside I joke alarm we were, queued I think up. We were talking for like twenty five minutes. We hardly had any inside jokes, and now not we're. At all. Gonna... It's all over now. <laughs> it's all Miss McGill. over now. <laughs> you had your chance, but you blew it. All right. <laughs> All right, so uh, you know we've known each other for a long time. Uh, some of us have known each other what since if, if we're if on average we're forty three years. What's the oldest friendship on on this podcast? Thirty seven, probably Pete and I. I've known Pete since we were five years old. All right, so like thirty thirty eight years old. Thirty eight years using my oxygen. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, let's keep doing this show. So yeah, no. <laughs> So we told, we did the episode about uh, the prank calls, and usually we we, we we delve into inside stories and stuff like that. But funny funny shit from our past. So I saw this news article, and I'll and I'll just summarize it briefly, and then I want to know. There's got to be stories in this group like this that would make everybody laugh. But this is from Vice News. Uh, Rex Santis, Vermont man takes revenge on town board with a 700 pound statue of a middle finger. A Vermont man was so incensed by his town zoning regulations that he erected a 700-pound statue giving officials the middle finger and lit it with floodlights so they would always be reminded of his feelings toward them. Ted Pelkey's decade-long feud with local officials reached spiteful new heights November 30th when he installed the statue on a high pole in his front yard near Route 128 after his request to relocate his monofilament cleaning and truck repair business from a nearby town to his own property was denied. Pelkey said officials won't let him build the garage simply because they don't like him, and he thought a middle finger was just the right response. So first of all, I wholeheartedly support this man's reaction. Uh, <laughs> secondly, uh, what do you guys? What's the most petty ass thing you've ever done just to piss somebody off? Hmm. Oh, I'll talk at once. I'll tell. I'll, I'll tell. A, I'll tell a story. Maybe it's not the most petty thing I could have ever done, but. Uh, in my 20s, uh, again, mid-90s, uh, a girl I was dating got me a Tommy Hilfiger t-shirt. White t-shirt, red, blue, white, and blue Tommy Hilfiger logo. And we're at her cousin's house, and we're playing basketball in the driveway. And my hands are, are black just from dribbling this basketball in the driveway. Okay? And I'm a sweaty-ass mess. You guys know how I get when I can do anything athletic. I'm just fucking soaking wet from the get-go. Either. And something, <laughs> something happened, and she pissed me off. And earlier in the night, she had made a comment that that was her favorite shirt of mine. And I took both my black hands and just slapped my chest and just wiped them off. 
and just totally destroyed oh. that shirt just because I had had fucking enough. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm right, trying to right. think. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's the one to beat. That's pretty fucking petty. I'm not going to lie. Because <laughs> I don't even remember um, what the argument was about, so it couldn't God, have been anything serious. All right. I, I think I got one. And I, this is not one I'm proud of. But, um, I feel like I'm in group. Yeah. <laughs> uh, My was, name's Steve. I'm alcoholic. I know, right? Uh, I'm Jimmy Klein. I, I frig and I'm 87. Um, <laughs> inside joke! Inside joke! <laughs> so I remember uh, this is a senior year in high school. Uh, dating this one girl. Gonna go nameless on that one. And we got into some stupid argument. I don't know why. I don't. I forgot the reason. She drove, she drove to school, and uh, so I went and grabbed a, a bottle of peanut butter and uh, took a handful oh. of it and wiped it underneath all her uh, oh, her Jesus car doors. Christ. Oh so my got, god! So she went to the car door and grabbed her handle. She got a handful of peanut butter. It, it, it such a dick <laughs> thing to do. And I remember the argument. Something very petty. Um, but yeah, no, it's crunchy. I was, I was an asshole in high school. At least, at least, a little wild. At least you can acknowledge it, and we've moved on. Yeah, have we? Uh, <laughs> really? She's not listen to this podcast. I hope I'm an optimist. <laughs> It'd be funny if she, if she does listen. And be like that was Jamie. That's where we need a call. Oh, she called me that day. Oh, okay. So she knew it was going off. And I just like, huh? What are you talking about? You know, 80s guys, you know, you don't, you don't, you know, admit it. You know, just, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, how we got through high school without a panty raid, I'll never know. Yeah, so, yeah right? There's no attribution in the 80s, though. You could just do things. You throw something over your shoulder and you forget about it. It was the 80s. Right. Yeah. Mike goes mm-hmm. over the shoulder. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke. So we're going to start making a penalty. Anytime somebody mentions an inside joke, you've got to explain it. Wrong. I don't know, Mike. Do you want me to explain that one? No, that's fine. Um, let's see. My my petty thing. Uh, it's not as no. interesting as these. I wrote I wrote my first play off of something very petty. I uh, there was somebody who was uh, who was in college that I knew that uh, was you know, really a dick and he's really a, really a bad guy. I never and, even uh, saw you in college. Huh? I never even saw you in college. This is not Keith oh, okay. for the people listening at home. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, so I, I sat down, I was, I was in the midst of writing my first play and I, I made him a character and I killed him off. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> and in, and in my first play and, uh, and then a bunch of us actually put the show up, uh, for an experimental theater night at the at the school, so he was in the audience, so you got to see it. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my that was my first play ever, and it was it was it was this is gonna be inside, but uh, the play was called The Bradstreet Boys. Oh, that's nice. right, The Bradstreet nice. Boys. Yeah, which I named after our friend Marty for no reason other than. I needed a name, and it's the first thing that popped in my Did head. Did it have anything to do with boy bands? Because it sounds an awful lot like It doesn't, and it, it, you know, my, my, I actually put, I actually took a couple scenes from the first couple plays I wrote, and I put, uh, included them in another play in, in this book that I got published, and I, uh, my friend in college wrote the foreword for it, and actually mentioned, he says, why he picked that name 
at the height of the brass of the Backstreet Boys, I'll never know. <laughs> and I'm not sure I know either. But <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome! All right, Stephen Pete, pony up. I okay. I can't really, and I'm not saying I'm an angel, but I can't really think of one thing that really stands out that I've done. You're saying you're an angel is what it is. But I could say something about another person on this panel that I appreciated. Who? <laughs> you. <laughs> what? Let's let's like let's let some right. dead air go through so maybe we can edit it out. When right? when you and I were living <laughs> together on Rucker Street, or not Rucker Street, this was on Edgerton still in Park Ave. Keith broke up with this girl who <laughs> kept trying to get a hold of him. And he left as his answering message on his voicemail for her not to call him. So anyone that called his phone heard, listen, I don't want to date you anymore. I don't want to see you. Just don't call me. And that was his answering message <laughs> on his phone. That is awesome. It was the greatest uh, thing. I had so much respect. The other part of that story was it was 2002, so it was – the days of if you wanted a custom ringtone for your cell phone, you had to punch out the little – you had to find it on the internet. You had to punch out the little keys to make it. So I had found the Simpsons theme, and that was my ringtone. And I swear to yep. God, this girl called me 73 times in a row while I was at Oh, work. absolutely. So like, you know, I worked Most at, of those were me. Yeah, well, with her name, that's impressive. <laughs> Yeah, so we'd be in the apartment and we'd just hear. Oh, it's amazing. He, Steve got pissed at one point. He's like, answer that goddamn phone just so it doesn't fucking ring anymore. Because <laughs> most of the time you were passed out surrounded by empty bottles of the Bat Blue. So for me, I just listened to it over and over and over again. Like, God damn it. Oh, yeah. I had to drown out the sound of that ringtone. Was this before so, the times when uh, you could turn your cell phone off? I just left the ring around because what if it was somebody I wanted to talk to? Oh. I just I, I always had the utmost respect for that and I appreciated that and I thought that was amazing. Oh, boy. Wow. No. You said a lifetime of petty shit to choose from here. It's hard to pick one. <laughs> uh, Pete, I don't want to petty doesn't count either. I don't want to put words in your, I, in your mouth, but you were a part of the Great Rebellion. Oh God. <clears throat> oh man, I don't know if I'm open that can of words. Like right off the top, like I was just thinking about just being in the dorms, um, and there was this ridiculously smoking hot girl on, like, one of the floors, right? And she was dating, like, one of the Buffalo Bills or some shit. Eric Moulds, actually. He used to show up all the time in his big SUV and whatever. Um, well, then. I, I don't know what it was. I was just pissed. I was 87 or something. So I, I grabbed a mop bucket out of, the, uh, out of the supply closet at the end of the hallway and filled it with everything I could find, Chef Boyardee, Simple Green, Grass, everything. Filled this thing to the top, dragged it down the stairs, and chucked it at their door. (laughs) 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 I don't know why. I I must have been real drunk or something. (laughs) What a mess. Holy crap. Oh, that's impressive. on the upside. There was a mop bucket down there. <laughs> that was empty. It had a mop in it. So, so it had you, a happy ending. So in a way, you did them a favor. It wasn't all that bad. It could have been worse. <laughs> it could have been a lot worse. Oh <laughs> it cleaned the fuck up. <laughs> it's a joke. Oh God. Oh, this, those are some good. Those are some good stories. Yeah. Good life. The good life. All right, and now we have the drive of the week. Jamie Klein, what do you have in store for us? 
today. All right. I got a uh, little bit of an obscure one. This is one. Uh, I love this movie as a kid. I haven't seen it in a while, so I don't know if it sucks anymore. But uh, the movie Toy Soldiers with the uh, Will Wheaton and Sean Astin and uh, the guy from Wishmaster, Andrew Divoff or whatever the hell his name is. Um, this is a scene where terrorists take over a, uh, I believe it's a private high school and school. Uh, or a private college or prep school or something like that. Anyway, terrorists taking over a school, which is probably something you shouldn't uh, put out now. But um, this is a scene where uh, terrorists is telling everyone um, what not to do. If any of the individual explosives are tampered with, they will explode! Explosives will go up automatically. If any of the individual explosives are tampered with, they will explode! 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 <laughs> what, what is that after? Is that is that like a chair like, moving? Yeah, I think yeah, it's a chair. Like people are going, <gasps> and the chair is being squeaked. They will I never noticed that before. <laughs> <clears throat> They're shocking. I mean, the guy drives so, it. Don't touch the wires. <laughs> they will right, fair enough. All right. <laughs> don't touch the wires. Why, why, right. But why? Why shouldn't he? Uh, why shouldn't he touch the wires? Oh, oh, good question. They will explode! Oh, <laughs> oh. oh. Okay. that was a that was a dramatic setup. Yeah, right a little dramatic pause. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the other thing we wanted to talk about today is bottomy. Well, besides that, <laughs> but you can only talk so much because it only it only goes in so far. Um, oh. But um, <laughs> like for you, maybe I can't believe I went there. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I try to be the classy one on the show, and Come I failed there. I failed. Like, there. I failed. Yeah, nice going. <laughs> I failed. Uh, uh, guitar classy solos in the wake of the... In, <laughs> you put her butt? She looks mom! <laughs> in the wake of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame announcements, we got on the topic of music in our private text message group. And the subject was brought up about guitar solos, memorable guitar solos, favorite guitar solos. Um, I'll turn it over to Jamie. Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, I got a real quick. I just want to say the Rock and Roll Hall of Shame uh, can suck my fucking German Irish cock. Um, <laughs> well, then. I, I don't know. Uh, when I think rock and roll, do you guys think of uh, Notorious Pig or um, uh, Whitney Houston or any of them? I, I don't. Uh, that's not rock and roll. Rock and roll is... Motorhead, rock and roll is Judas Priest, uh, rock and roll is Thin Lizzy. Uh, none of those bands got put in there. Iron Maiden's still not even fucking in there. So uh, you got me on this one. It, I believe they should change the name to the Music Hall of Fame, and then you can have the other artists go in there, which they rightfully deserve. It's uh, pretty much what it is. I think they use yeah. the term rock and roll very loosely. Right. It's, it's fucking loose, all right? It's loose. So anyway, guitar solos. Who, who wants to expound <laughs> on this subject first? I will take that. Okay. Nice. I give this a lot of thought. I have, I break this down as the two solos because I have one that is like a, an album solo that every time I hear it, I think is the greatest thing I've ever done. And then there's one that I saw live that only happened once that is also like up there. My all time is, um, David Gilmore, comfortably numb Pink Floyd. It could be either the first or the second solo. They're just every time I hear that, I 
I love it. That's one of my favorite songs ever. So that solo, it just it stands out to me, especially the second one. It's just unbelievably epic. But then the one that I saw now, I mean, it was a few years ago. It was um, there was a I, I want to say it was a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. George Harrison was getting inducted and a bunch of artists, Tom Petty, actually George Harrison's son, did uh, My Guitar Gently Weeps. And Prince came out. Oh yeah, that was amazing. And did a good, I've never seen anything like that in my life. Like that solo was ridiculous. And to this day, that's one of the greatest guitar solos I have ever seen. Like just live, completely riffing that I've ever seen in my entire life. It was amazing. It's an underrated guitarist is Prince, by the way. Oh yes, so yeah, good. fantastic. So good. But those are my two right there. Oh, those are two good ones. Now, this is well, when George Harrison had already passed away when they did. Oh, yeah, he was. This was only like three or four years ago. It was it was only like a year or two before Tom Petty died. And Harrison's been gone for quite a while. Okay. Yeah, Petty and uh, Prince passed away. God, they must have been right after each other. I want to. Yeah, I think they were only a year apart. (laughs) Which balls. Mm. (laughs) Who's next? I don't know. Uh, one of my all time dead uh, air. I, I would um, say one of my all time favorites is uh, uh, Eruption. That um, oh yeah, Eddie yeah. Van Halen is just mm. just you know God. Uh, that guy is awesome. So uh, so many people were just blown away when they saw right? that the first time. So Absolutely. many people. I, I just, yeah. And then it goes. And then it kicks into uh, you got me going. It's it's such an awesome awesome song. So uh, that's probably my all time favorite guitar riff or solo is eruption by van halen off the first album too probably their best one i do remember when i saw them live and i got i watched him actually do that it was unbelievable sight to see yeah i i saw them live when um what was the different kind of truth came out the Mm -hmm. the one where they reunited briefly Mm -hmm. um which is an okay album i don't i don't hate it like a lot of people It's, it's fine it's all right but um yeah, watching them live and just seeing David Lee Roth, I was just like, I, I can't believe I'm seeing this live. This is like probably the greatest guitarist around at the. T- you know, I mean, you you still got Steve Vai, and I'm not gonna take anything from Steve Vai. Steve Vai fucking rules, but um, David Lee Roth is probably one of my personal favorites. He's right up there. Nice. They will explode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Uh. Pete, you're a guitarist. Yeah, um, you know, studio-wise, like, I, I you know, I, I got to do it. I got to go with Comfortably Numb, second solo. It mm-hmm. That made me want to pick the instrument up, basically. Um, I never get tired of listening to that. Like, it's just, and every time I hear it, I hear something different. And every time he plays it, it's a little different, too. It's never mm-hmm. quite the same. But the studio one, he's got these weird like pitch harmonics that like he never does it. He's never done it again in his career. It was only in the studio that that came out. Like, and it must've been the monitors or the way they mixed it, or I don't know what it was, but I, I've, I've attempted it for a long time. I can't, I can't do it. I just can't get that pitch. It's so weird. Um, I, I just don't think that could ever be duplicated again. Mm-hmm. Um, live. Um, I, I gotta say is, is, is kind of, bass as the song was i think it's domination from pantera nice. um, i was standing up on, on front of the stage i made my i never did that when i went to concerts i made my way all the way up to the front and i spent the whole concert standing in front of dimes randall's the 
great big stacks everywhere. And um, he was right in front of me. I mean, I, I could have, you know, lobbed a softball and hit him, you know. And I, he stood up in front of the stage and played that solo with all the arpeggios and the real fast stuff. And, you know, the whole time he's just, he's completely flipping his head and his hair's flying everywhere. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Um, just unbelievably loud and just, you know, pitch perfect. He didn't miss a note. It's just nuts. I've never seen anybody go that bananas when they're playing either. I don't know how he did it. P, what was the name of the song again? It's Domination. Yeah. I thought thought it was called Motherfucking Domination. (laughs) (laughs) And the crowd was moving, like, up and, you know, the crowd was moving with every note. You could see people, like, kind of move it up and down. Like, it was just an experience. Like, that's probably it. That's awesome. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, so, Mike, you got anything? I got, I got a feeling I know what's going to make at least part of your list, but I'm not going to say it until you say it. Oh well, I it, that's the thing is like I'm not, I'm not as much of a musical expert as as a lot of people here. I I just like what I listen to, and Eruption was definitely on my list because I love that song. I love that entire thing, and also um, uh, anything live live version, anything Eric Clapton because I got to. I got to jump jump over the wall at Central Park and listen to his free concert. <laughs> nice. Sounds like you're escaping and something. What's that? Sounds like you're escaping something. I got to jump over the wall and there was an Eric Clapton. <laughs> no, I, it was it was a packed concert and it's the it's the first illegal thing I ever did in New York and hopefully um, not too many more after that. But I jumped <laughs> I jumped over the wall and and went to see because I I couldn't miss that and uh, he just did his. I don't know if Layla counts as a guitar solo, even because of the the piano in there, but it was just so good. And uh, but but I think that the, the my favorite of of everybody that that I like is is probably the guitar solo version of uh, Stairway to Heaven. Hmm. Nice. Oh yeah. yeah, you know, oh like God, there, there's a I'm I'm not, it's not the studio version or not the regular one. It's it's a special one that I that I came across where he does the entire song. And uh, he, he, yeah, he just he he does the entire song in, with the guitar, and it's it's just it just blew me away listening. And and that's insane. Yeah, it's so good, so good. But that's yeah, that's probably what comes. But the first the first thought, Jamie stole. It was eruption. I love that <laughs> solo. It's okay. It's king. Yeah. Yeah. Keith. <laughs> well, anything by Wang Chung. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think like when I think about like just quality and like what do I consider the best and not so much favorite it would be stairway just because of the length I mean that's that's a mother of a fucking solo it's always length with Yuki that's right size <laughs> size matters bitches um, but looking at guitarworld.com ranked the top 50 and I won't go through the 50 I'll just go through the top 10 uh, they have uh, number ten, Crossroads by Eric Clapton. Mm. Num- number Great. Nine, number nine, Crazy Train, R- Randy Rhodes. Oh, let me guess. They gave it to Hendrix again. What's that? They probably probably gave it to Hendrix again, right? Well, eight. Was Those whole... guys can't stop putting him at number one. <laughs> Are you anti Hendrix? No, I'm not. It's just uh, what's they switch it up once in a while. <laughs> It's just it's too predictable. Go on, right. sorry. That's all right. No, number eight, I had forgotten about, but Hotel California has a pretty good solo in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. As uh, long as you pick the right version. True. Right. right. That, that acoustic version's got awful. Seven, 
<sighs> number seven. Uh, Kirk Hammett solo in one by, by Metallica. <gasps> oh, yes. That's king. That's, that's yes. great. This was the one, Mike, I thought for sure you were, it was going to come out of your mouth. November Rain. Slash. Yeah, I, I'm shocked that Mike didn't say that one, too. Hey, fuck that. <laughs> no, I, I love look i love that i love that song and i love that solo but i wouldn't consider that a standout guitar solo for me no i like, good I, job Mike. i know steve know. hates the steve, steve hates the song as a whole but that's a great solo before the show i took a shit and i think that solo was better than oh, November Rain, so. God. But, it, but in all fairness <laughs> we don't know what that the quality of that shit was this is true it was um, Chinese democracy. When, when it splashed down, I had some cold November rain on my butt. Ah. <laughs> well, there you go. We already had that in episode. <laughs> Not in my toilet. It's November. Always. Oh, Pete, make you feel better. Number five, Jimi Hendrix, All Along the Watchtower. Okay, all right. All right. Number four, David Gilmore, Comfortably Numb. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go, guys. Four. Number three, Freebird. Number three. Oh, oh, okay. Number two, Eruption, Eddie Van Halen. Oh, no. yes. And number one, Stairway to Heaven. Yeah, that works. Wow. It's pretty solid. I, I also, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. You go. I, I also, uh, I think, very underrated is, uh, is uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. I just, oh, I, yeah. I love his stuff. Pretty much anything from him. Such a, he was awesome. Such a fan. Yeah. Pride and Joy was number 27. <clears throat> yeah, Pride and Joy I love. But that was the only one. Smells like Teen Spirit. Kurt Cobain was 26. Really? Really? It's that, is that it? Yeah. For a guitar solo? I'm trying to think about the solo in that. Yeah, I don't remember the solo in that. It was pretty simple. You know, sounded like the, the rhythm kind of. Yeah. All that. All that. Do it again. 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 Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody yeah, yeah. was number twenty. Oh, who was Bohemian Rhapsody? Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Okay. Keith, was there anything from one of uh, Pete's favorite bands, The Doors? Oh, just fighting words. <laughs> it was man. funny. I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan now. What? Are you serious? <laughs> Full circle on a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Oh wow, that's hilarious. <clears throat> Light my fire. Yeah, yeah. Light my fire was number forty-five out of fifty. Oh, that solo's king. Actually, that's awesome. Is that that's more guitar than than uh, keyboard though? Too. Yeah, that's yeah. Good Plus, point. Mike. Thing is that the, the doors, like you know, from a musicianship, you know, was pretty poor all around. I right. Think. It's very basic. It's like the same three chords, right? It's like yeah, but I, I mean. You know, you can't take anything away from Morris, and the guy was right. Yeah, uh, from not from this world. You know, do you like straws too? <laughs> oh, boy. No, I'm not a fan of straws, actually. Uh, them's <laughs> fighting words. <laughs> okay. So now this kind of surprises me, but while my guitar gently weeps, the solo by Eric Clapton. It was a Beatles record, but the solo was by Eric Clapton, number forty-two out of fifty. Hmm. I know we said the live version was amazing, but even the, even the record version of that is pretty impressive. Right. Man. Keith, is there anything uh, from Iron Maiden on any of those? Or Let's no? see here. Zero results. Fuck that shit. <laughs> oh, Jimmy likes his Maiden. 
I do love my maiden. <laughs> Anything from Weird Al? Or... No, no, no <laughs> it didn't make the cut. That's a bummer. <laughs> they will explode! <laughs> oh, explode. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So we're at the tw- 30, 30 minute mark. Anybody else got anything uh, roundtable they want to bring up? Well, um, uh, bands that you wish you could have seen. Oh. Oh, man. Yeah. <sighs> That's you know, a tough one. You know what? So. Not, oh, go ahead. You go. Go ahead. I was going to say. A, um, I got an odd one. Yeah. Well, what do you got, Pete? I, I, I wish I got to see The Grateful Dead, believe it or not. Yeah. Really? Um, well, that's the experience. I, I'm, telling you, I, I'm telling you, like the contact. The, the shows were they were bananas, though. Like it, it was like there was like a strange setup. It was almost like a weird mandala the way it was set up. But like the social structure looked really complex and crazy. Um, I would love to just kind of experience the whole thing. It, it looked kind of amazing. Plus, yeah, it's I don't know of, that that like is a show like that would have been something. Like it's sort of like uh, sort of like the equivalent of fish now, right? Like a, you know, they, you have people following the group around. They're they're able to sustain yeah a lot of different type of people. It's that kind of thing. It's like the kind of Kerouac kind of thing, you know, like mm-hmm. sort of an on the road kind of thing. I don't know. It looks really interesting. Like as far as concerts go, it's hard to get anything more eccentric than that. Yeah. Uh, for me, and I know they still tour, so I still have an opportunity. But Def Leppard, I've I've always loved them. Oh, I've shit. never seen them. Oh, they're they're awesome live. I've I've seen them about three or four times now. They're fantastic. I would love awesome. to see them. They are really good, shockingly good. So high recommendation that. I was actually going to piggyback off what Pete said earlier on. I never had the honor of seeing Pantera live, and oh, that's man. like one of my all time favorite bands. And oh. I'm so that, that I mean, they'll never happen. I mean, I saw I mean, them into the, the teens. That's the I, I know. I, I remember when you didn't you see it at the War Memorial or is it, or is it in Buffalo or something? Yeah, yeah I, I've probably seen them 10 or 11 times. Probably. Fuck. See, Crazy. I was dying to have seen those guys. So that's if I can go back in time, that would probably be my number one. I would have loved to have seen Pantera. Um, Hell of a yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they will, too. I, the one band that, and I know this technically isn't rock and roll, so you guys might get pissed, but the one band that I really wish I would have seen because everyone that I've talked to, no matter what age, no matter what, what their favorite style of music is, says that their shows were unbelievable, was the Beastie Boys. Yeah, no, I, 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 yeah there were some epic shows at the War Memorial I remember hearing about. My yeah, dad I would, my sister. Yeah, I, I would love to have seen one of those. That would be great. My dad took my sister to one. Oh man, that would have been amazing. Sure, that would have been amazing. Yeah, amazing. 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 <laughs> it's amazing. It's beautiful. Pete, what was your band? You said you had one that was kind of out of. <laughs> you missed the whole thing. <laughs> you said great thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, you did. Sorry. Well, you know, they, 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 used be... to, they used to go around with this thing called the Wall of Sound, and it was like 45 feet high. It's just, just nothing but speakers. And like the, the the bass player's stack was thirty eight <clears throat> feet, and it it put out a sound wave, a, a sine wave that basically could travel two miles. Like, so like it, it was just nuts. Like deaf people would go to the shows and just bring balloons wow. and hold them, no shit. and they could feel like everything. Like it was just so I, I don't know. To me, that would have been like a nuts experience. I would have loved that. Mike, what about you? I, I'm gonna. I I think I know Mike's, but let me hear Mike say it. 
Everybody keeps saying that shit, and then I disappoint them because I don't say <laughs> what you want me to say. It's part of your um, charm. Huh? Debbie, it's part Debbie, of your charm. No, Tiffany. Tiffany's definitely... Uh, the mall tour. Um, I wish I could have been there. Say, I was going to say Weirdo <laughs> Yankovic. Uh, yeah, but again, I still have the opportunity, but I haven't. Yeah, I've, I've actually heard that he is an incredible show to watch. I can imagine. Um, he's a, he does like uh, 36 different characters oh, in his Jesus. show. Uh, and then, uh, but yeah, I, I didn't even think of him, but I definitely, I, I definitely would like to see him at some point. If I, if I, uh, I did not, I would like to see, obviously I'd like to see Led Zeppelin. I, I would like, I, I would have liked that opportunity, but, oh, um, uh, Stevie, Stevie Ray Vaughan, I mentioned before is, is one that I would have really liked to see. Um, um, the Beatles. Yeah, I, I was gonna say them too, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, like any of those. I, I don't really have a desire to see. Like, I, I it's really weird. Like, they're one of my favorite uh, metal bands, but I have no interest in seeing Guns N' Roses in sh- in a show. Yeah, I just heard too many horror stories about like them putting on a bad show, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't really want to see them. But those other ones for sure. I, just, I saw Guns N' Roses live, but it wasn't. It was when Axel was doing the Chinese Democracy tour. So it was Axel and all the other. So guys. you saw them after they were dead, right? Yes, um, but they did have the guitarist Bumblebee, and that guy's really awesome. So I was happy to see them because uh, I thought Bumblebee was cool. But um, yeah, Mike, that that show didn't start until like eleven o'clock at night. Show got out at like three in the morning. It was it was Jesus insane. Christ, man, insane. Like oh, long, long gaps. Wow. It was like tons of solos, and it was it was a bizarre wow. show. I liked it, but it was it was strange. Like half the audience was gone way before the show ended. Sounds like a weird kind of Axel move, you know? Oh, it was total Axel, total Axel. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. What was your first the concert? concert? Was supposed to start at nine, didn't start till eleven o'clock. Oh yeah. What was your yep. first concert? <laughs> um, I saw the Dead Milkman in Rochester, New York. Holy crap! Yeah, first concert. I saw Aerosmith. Aerosmith in Rochester, New York. Nice. Oh, nice! I did see Aerosmith in Rochester when uh, Get a Grip yeah. came out. No, my first I... was uh, Pink Floyd in Syracuse. Nice. I remember nice. you saw that, Steve. The Division oh, Bell. So it was our senior year. Yep. Nice. I, I think the first concert I went and saw was the Warm Warrior was the Monkees. Oh, oh, nice. Yes. I think, like, my, my parents never let me go to concerts, like, when I was younger. I remember the first time I was pissed off and disappointed was uh, U2 was at Silver Stadium when I was a kid, like, fourth grade. And freaking, there was no way they were going to let me go there. Um, I was then, pissed off and, and disappointed long before that. <laughs> but <laughs> the first concert I went to was uh, Green, Green Day at the War Memorial in 95. Nice. Okay, cool. Oh, nice. In the Insomniac tour. It was a good show. Yeah, my parents didn't want us to go to concerts either. I remember getting me and Ed Willie and James Orr um, going and getting Ed Willie's mom to drive us to the War Memorial to see Metallica. And that was like an epic show. I've never seen a concert that had um, encores before. Because the Dead Milkman, they just played like, they could do the whole album. It'll be done within 15 minutes. Every song is two seconds long there but metallica blew me away when i first saw them that was it would still be up there as my top five favorite concerts i ever saw just because they were so good and they had the snake pit 
Um, so the whole stage moves around and everything when the, the oh, black album yeah. had come out. Oh, so great. Hmm. So. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. All right. Fucking. Yes, all of that. <laughs> all right. Well, that will do it for episode eight. Of I'm going to come. That I'm gonna... noise. <laughs> for Jamie Clyde, Mike Burdick, Pete Melia, and Steve Taylor, I'm Keith Grieve. Hit us up on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We'll see you all next week. That's pretty much it. They will explode!